Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 10, Episode 16 of 7th Heaven. The title is Moving Ahead. The IMDb user synopsis is... Lucy's life gets more complicated, personally and professionally, when she begins to feel the presence of her late Grandma Jenny visiting her and warning her of the challenges that are coming in her life. Meanwhile, Annie and Ruthie decide to take a day off together to unwind. Rose is angry with Simon for neglecting to tell her that he slept with Sandy. Lastly, Eric unintentionally shakes things up between Rose and Simon. What was your first impression of this episode? Um... I wasn't... It did not hold my attention <laughs> at all. That is a fact. Um. Um, and I'm pretty sure it could have because it started out with this interesting concept of having Grandma Je- Je- Jenny, like, come and... I don't know, they're they're messing around a lot with, like, fantasies Time. and, oh. like, daydreaming. Like, in the last episode, Ruthie was dreaming of Martin all over the place, and this one, Lucy seeing Grandma Jenny everywhere. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. I also am kind of really sick and tired of this, like putting Rose and Simon back together to break them up, to put them back together, to break them up, to put them back together, to break them up. Well, thing. were they ever really... I don't think that they've actually ever, like, officially broken up. Right. They had that bad... Like, that. Had, they had that fight mm-hmm. when Sandy had the baby. Then they're having, like, this fight. but And then they had previous fights about how quickly Sandy wanted to get married. But um, I don't know that they've actually broken up. Uh. You're right. I mean, I, this whole, like, fighting, making up, fighting, making up thing. Like, it seems to be the only yeah. thing Rose and Simon do. Like, maybe introduce some other aspects into their relationship or just don't write about them until the wedding. Um, I mean, the whole thing with this... with Well, like, I guess the whole thing is supposed to be, like, will it or won't it happen? Like, nobody wants him to marry her and the audience hates her, but, you know, and then he, like... They have this theme throughout the whole season of like, oh, look, they keep fighting. Maybe they won't get married. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't know. I honestly would love to interview the people of Seventh Heaven to find out why they decided to do this and why did they, they decided to spend an entire season on this. Um, like, also, what about the actress that played her? I bet she got a lot of hate. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like the only thing she's like... Everything else that she's done was, like, so obscure. Well, that's probably why, because not she got so much hate for the show. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll get into it. So the cold open is a dr- another a dream sequence for Lucy. She dreams of Grandpa, Grandma, Grandma Jenny visiting her. She's, like, knitting a massive sock and basically gives her this premonition. Um, today, like, her day is going to be really challenging. There's going to be many, many children in her future, and... Uh, like to like basically be aware and Lucy wakes up out of her dream and that's the cold open um we're gonna talk about the Lucy story at the very end because it seems to be like kind of the main storyline I guess yeah first we're gonna tackle uh Ruthie's a day off yeah so um there's like some meeting going on at the church. I, we really did not pay a whole lot of attention, but there's some meeting going on that like Lucy was supposed to go to or the Rev was supposed to go to about how to further help like young unwed mothers. So at first, like the Rev is like, I can't go. Lucy can't go, and he's like, asks Annie to go, and he's like, That's great. I'll bring Ruthie with me. Like she doesn't need to go to school today. 
and the Rev is like, why? Or they, they both agree that Ruthie should get to take the day off because she's been just devastated, as they say, since Martin, um, well, since everything went down with Sandy and Martin left. So they're like, okay, you know, she deserves, like, let's give her one day to Can not- I just say, I don't know if this is just my parents, but so you can, like, counteract this if you want, but, like... Are they being really, really extra understanding and real extra cautious with her, even though, like, her and Martin were never actually in a real relationship, and it's not, like, she only, like, admitted that she was in love with him a few episodes ago, and now they're, like, giving her a lot of leeway for this broken heart nonsense? I feel like... No, I definitely think that this is, like, ridiculous, because, again... She's, like, 16, and they're, like, oh, well, it's her first heartbreak, and it's, like, they weren't actually really together, and they, like, she made this all up in her head, so she's, like, mourning the loss of something that was never actually there. Right. And so, they, like, I think my parents would be, like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, we've, we've established very clearly that she has feelings for him, but it's never been established that he had any feelings for her back. Or that anything, like, was realistically ever going to occur between them. Because, like, every single time, everything was coming from her end. He, like, only looked at her as a sister and then only looked at her as, like, a young person. Like, wasn't really seeing her as, like, a a match, like, like a romantic match for him. So it doesn't really make any... I don't know. I just think it's kind of ridiculous that her parents are letting her go on about this. Yeah. And they're, like, not telling her to snap. Yeah, like, the fact that they're accommodating her and not being, like, snap out of it. Um, But whatever, so... Ruthie's excited because she gets, she's getting to stay home from school, but, but she has to go to this. Um, but I also think this was just like they wanted to set up like a little bonding thing between Annie and Ruthie to talk about like, I don't know, mother-daughter moments. Well, this their entire thing was about Ruthie getting a computer. Right. <laughs> like And a cell phone. Yeah, like that she's the only, one of the only kids in, the high, in school that doesn't have one, that she should really get one. And this episode basically ends with them deciding that she should get a computer and a phone because if she had one, somebody could have emailed her her, like, sample test or her assignment or whatever instead of having one of the teachers come to the house and find out that Ruthie isn't actually sick, but, yeah. like, and the, the Camerons are just bad parents or something. I don't know. Like... Yeah. That's what, like, that's how, somehow that ended up being about that. I don't really understand how. There was, like, some conversation somewhere on a washing machine with milkshakes. With root beer floats. Root oh, beer floats. Saying, like, oh, I want to do something that will make a difference in the world, but I don't know if that actually goes anywhere. There's some point where they're talking about slaughtering cows. That is true. I don't, but, like, it doesn't. But anyway, and they never end up going to this meeting because uh, no one actually yeah, ends up no going. One. I don't know why. I didn't pay attention to nobody that Nobody wanted to go, so oh. nobody went. It wasn't important that they go, I guess. I don't yes. really get it. <laughs> um, anyway, so they all just did not fulfill their obligations, which I guess is the theme of the episode. Um, so, yeah, then I guess at the end of the episode, we're supposed to think that Ruthie is fine, and now she's had a day off from school to recover from the loss of Martin. Um, so... Rose and Simon kind of pick up right after the end of the Valentine's Day episode in that they're feuding now because uh, Rose Rose wants to know about his past. And And she has a class with Georgia Huffington. Remember her. Who, as you may remember, thought thought she was pregnant with Simon's baby, but also wasn't she totally lying? Yeah, she was faking it. Yeah, (laughs) except she didn't think she was pregnant. Um, So Rose is, like, upset that... um, Basically, that Simon had had a lot of indiscriminate sex before 
um, meeting her, but and Simon's like, that doesn't matter. That's my past. Yeah, so the whole thing comes, well, like, he calls the Rev trying to get some sort of advice, but the Rev basically puts a different idea in his head, which is he interprets it as she's asking a lot of questions about your past. Maybe you should ask questions about her past, which is not what the Rev is trying to say, but that's what he hears. So then, like, now it's all about her and this ex-boyfriend of hers that she's had for four years or, or like, they were together four years, and that's the only person in her life, and they go, like, it's... Basically, Rose is like, it took me months and months and months to get you to marry me, but you were ready to marry this Georgia chick, like, at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. And maybe you wanted the baby to be, like, the Sandy baby to be yours, which is what we all really wanted. (laughs) So, somebody's... I wrote the fanfic about that. Um, But it ends, basically, with a conversation between Rose and the Rev, in which Rose lets it slip that she's invited her ex-boyfriend to the wedding... Um, because she wants her ex-boyfriend to see how well she's doing with Simon, which, like... Petty AF. Yeah, and Rev... Well, I would do the same. And, um, and... But I don't have anyone or anything. I don't have a history or a future, so... (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. I'm just a floating entity that you hear from time to time. I'm gonna invite all of my enemies from my past to my wedding. Where I will be performing. (laughs) To experience the performance (laughs) that will take place. Um... Secrets. (laughs) Secrets. <laughs> anyway. Hashtag keep the secrets. <laughs> okay, so, sorry, got a little off track. But um, we find out that Rose is inviting her ex-boyfriend to like kind of show him what her life is like now. And the Rev says that that is an indication that there's some sort of like residual feelings or there's no closure in that relationship. And now apparently Rose is going to try to find some closure with her ex-boyfriend, which is putting another like spanner in the works of their relationship yeah. before it was like the the revolu- like the the fact that um they found out about Sandy and her involvement with Simon and now it's like something from Rose's past so it just seems never ending that they're going to have all these like obstacles. Uh, yeah, things are just going to keep popping up until they get married or they don't. Um and finally. So, yeah, I guess this like is the main storyline because Grandma Jenny is back from the dead appearing to Lucy and in the first scene where she appears to Lucy you touched on this a little bit but like she says something about like Lucy having a lot of children and this really really sticks with Lucy and she can't get back to sleep and she's freaking out and Kevin's like okay if we have a lot of kids that's fine but then it comes when nobody when none of the Camdens or the Kinkirks go to this church meeting we learn that there is this uh, like elderly woman who was like, I have five hundred thousand dollars. McCafferty, that's and her I'm, name. And I'm sick of like she's like I want something to get done before I die. And I'm sick of um, us like supporting unwed mothers um, up until they have their baby, and then like we like kind of kick them out the door. So I want to do something about that, and I'm going to donate five hundred thousand dollars to the like built construction of a home for unwed mothers. But she's like, I'm only going to give them the money if it can be constructed before the end of the summer and if Reverend King Kirk, like, is, like, runs it. So they're like, they're like, meeting adjourned. We have to get Reverend King Kirk. Like, we need to tell her that what she has to do. Also, Um, she's giving $500,000 in cash. Where (laughs) is this money coming from? How? And how do I get it? Yes. (laughs) Um, So... 
in this episode, Lucy is hesitant to believe that she's pregnant, even though everybody that looks at her, including her husband, and because of her, like, because of her, like, um, her, her glow and her cravings. And she has, like, yeah, weird food cravings. It's not weird, though. She just wants steak and oh, okay, mashed yeah. potatoes and a cucumber salad and some sour cream. Wow, this sounds delightful. Yeah, it just sounds like a dinner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she's like, she wants a steak. And they're like, you must be pregnant and you're glowing. So she goes to the doctor where Grandma Jenny appears to her again. Um, she's in the waiting room. And I don't know, Grandma Jenny also appears, like... Well, there are all these pregnant women sitting around Lucy in the waiting room, and uh, Grandma Jenny goes and predicts the future of all of their unborn children. And then I don't really like Lucy like doesn't want to be pregnant or she's nervous, whatever. I think she doesn't want to be pregnant because she feels like she wanted to get a lot more done until before she had her next child. Yeah. Uh, we find out that she is indeed pregnant. She's crying about it. When she tells Kevin, she's crying about it, and he's like. Well, I got a call, and it's great news because Mrs. McCaffrey or whatever wants to donate. Like, they want to put you in charge of this, like, home for unwed mothers. And Lucy is like, I can't do it because I'm pregnant now, and I would have liked to be able to not be pregnant while working on this project. And Kevin is like, maybe this is what Grandma Jenny meant when she said you were going to have, like, a ton of kids. Like, they're not actually going to be your kids, but you're going to help these young unmarried women raise their children, and you're going to take an active role in the lives of many children. And it's all symbolic. The end of this episode's really strange to me because she's crying, like, for, like, most of it. And then at the end, she's like, okay, I'll have to find a place to build this. We'll have to look for a building, construction. We can, do, like, and then all of a sudden she's, like, all, like, determined about it. So it's like, okay, so you're okay now? It doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. They don't really explain why Lucy's upset, and then they don't really explain how Lucy isn't upset anymore. Right, because the things, like, it seems like the thing that she's upset at, like, I don't know. I think... It was, like, a little bit, like, sort of, like, guilt because she did say, she was, like, I do, she's, like, I'm happy that I'm pregnant, but, like, I just didn't want to be pregnant right now. Which is So stri- it's, like, a little bit of, like, a guilt thing where she's, like, oh, I, like, love this child that I'm going to have, but I wish it was not so soon. Which is interesting to me because they're clearly been trying to have a baby now. Well, for, like, five minutes. They, well, they first mentioned it in, like, the last episode that they, like, both agreed that they would try. Well, I'm assuming... They've been talking about it, but... Yeah, I'm assuming... Yeah, it happened very quickly. Yeah. Because Kevin was giving it his best shot. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's... So she's pregnant. Congrats! Um, new, new baby king here coming, coming at us. So this is a uh, critique I've seen on... About soap operas. On Tumblr? Um, not on Tumblr, on message boards for soap operas. <laughs> Because I watched, watched, and do watch currently General Hospital, um, and it's that like so, sometimes writers don't know what to do with female characters, so they either marry them off or they make them pregnant. That's exactly what they've just done with Lucy for seasons. Yeah, <laughs> and or like or they give them a mis like it, it's everything having to do with like a pregnancy or a love interest, yeah. and they never give them like. A, a storyline. So basically Rose. You're describing Rose's character development. Or Lucy's character development. Yeah. So I just wanted to like comment on that. Like I yeah, sure, they're having another kid, but they could have done I don't know. They, they I, there's so many potential storyline ideas with Lucy. 
I think, again, this goes into the fact that they thought that this was the last season. Mm, oh, yeah, they're trying um, to get a happy ending kind so, of thing. Okay, so it was saying. like, you know, she was like, I don't know if we should have a baby. Let's get these dogs. And then she, like, two episodes later, she's like, okay, now I'm ready for a baby. And then the, the immediately... The, the next episode immediately after that, she's like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. No, I it's just moving saying. really quickly, but it feels, I feel like they might've had to do that because they thought this was the last season. So they're like, got to squeeze it all in. Um, this might be a conversation for the end of the series then, but just, I've just been thinking about like critically about Lucy's storylines, but all of them have revolved around relationships and then like eventually children and mm-hmm. there, it hasn't been anything else. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Um, what do you rate this episode? Uh, 2.5. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and give this a <laughs> You're going to refrain. I'm going to give it a 1.5. Because, because I literally didn't really watch it. Yeah, didn't really watch it. Um, um, honestly, the, point fi- the 1.5 is all for Mrs. McCafferty and her $500,000 in cash. Yeah. That's, that's it. Um, so if you want to check out... Uh, screenshots from this episode we are on facebook.com slash camdencast and our handle on twitter and instagram is at camdencast show you can email us uh, camdencast at gmail.com we will bring you new episodes uh, on wednesdays and saturdays and you're welcome to listen to them on stitcher on the itunes apple podcast app and on soundcloud.com slash camdencast i'm tammy i'm erin this is camdencast thank you thank you next